This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, March 29th. Great to have you with us. I am Jerem Jordan, alongside a man who loves him some tabloids, Jason Shepard. That's right. I always check out the the front and back page of the New York tabloids. And you, normally I'm looking... Where do you get access? Normally I'm looking for the celebrity gossip. Right. Now I now, go you, there... You think Jason's kidding. This is true. No, no, TMZ no, no, no. is like a thing. No, it's, it is daily. I have to check out. See, Look, I have to find out what the kids are talking about. And when Jesse Wade and TMZ emerged... You know, together yes. in an article, you were like, "Whoa!" Look, when sports and TMZ combine, it really is—it's a, a collaboration. In now, terms listen. Of, yes, thank you, Vanilla Ice. Uh, and speaking of collaboration, uh, Zach Wilson on the front and back of the New York papers, and this—the tweet from Jeff Benedict. And by the way, friend of the program, I love the headlines. Zach to the future. You know how love I it. love Back to the Future. It's oh, my I favorite it. movie of all time. Oh. It's right so there a reference to yeah. Back to the Future. Yep. And look, do you want to talk about not setting the bar too high? Uh, Broadway Zach, when you're being compared uh, to Joe Namath. And look what he's, he's over. It's almost the, the start of Major League Baseball. The Yankees. Yeah. They're Syracuse, right? Zach Wilson and the Jets. Oh, it's a, it's a love story right now. By the way, <laughs> because we all assume it's going to happen, that he will be the pick by the New York Jets the amount of billboard space he will probably have in Times Square will be insane. On that, when he's picked? Yes. It's, it's crazy, man. And uh, we're going to break it down. Friday was incredible. Here's the show lineup. Zach Wilson crushed his pro day. Um, crushed a particular throw that went viral. We'll talk about that to the tune of, what, like 5 million views on Twitter. It was insane. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding on that number. The reaction has been wild, including comments from Trevor Lawrence, Johnny Manziel, Des Bryant, Dan Orlovsky, uh, just about everybody. We'll break it all down. We'll chat with head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sitake. We'll hear from Zach Wilson as well, your conversation with him after Pro Day, as well as John Beck. So it is loaded. If you missed Friday or saw Friday, you're going to learn a lot today. And Utah Men's Hoops makes a familiar hire. Is that move a threat to Cougar Hoops in any way? We will discuss. And here are today's headlines. BYU football wrapped up spring ball on Friday with a final practice in oh, the yeah, that. indoor practice. So, yeah. That was going on as well. All eyes certainly on the quarterback battle, and one of the players in the mix, Jaron Hall, says the team got better this spring. I mean, 15 practices, there's a lot that you can, can learn from, a lot you can grow from, and I think each of us just showed out, do what we do best. Uh, we have fun, and, and I think we all made each other better, and so it was a good spring, and I think we'll be in good hands come fall. The next time that uh, we will uh, hear from players will be the uh, annual media day sometime, we assume, sometime in June. Yeah. So spring ball is over, and it was quite a spring ball ever because media weren't allowed in <laughs> Yeah. in a pandemic, right? Yep. So um, good for those guys. They could just focus on the uh, game. They probably loved it. They were like, we just practiced. This is awesome. <laughs> Number two men's volleyball swept Concordia Irvine Friday and Saturday by 33 points total. Davide Gardini, five aces. On Friday night, then 10 kills, 11 digs in the uh, next match on Saturday. Zach Eschenberg, an amazing 733 hitting percentage, no errors Friday night. Cruz have won nine in a row now, lost only one set during that span, kind of playing that level we thought they could. BYU hosts USC Thursday and Friday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. And Will Stanley's dad, John, by the way, 
perceived to be perhaps the greatest BYU men's volleyball player of all time, will be in the house. Hey, very nice. Really cool. Number 15, women's volleyball dominates St. Mary's, sweeping the Gales on Saturday 3-0. Taylin Ballard-Nixon led the Cougars with a double-double, 13 kills and a career-high 14 digs. BYU hosts Santa Clara tomorrow, 3 Eastern, on the BYU TV app. Yeah, chance for a conference championship. BYU wins both this week, uh, as you mentioned, on BYU TV. Number 16, BYU women's soccer beat Gonzaga 4-0 Saturday. Fourth straight win. Kayla Coolhan scores for an eighth straight game. Cameron Tucker put in her fifth goal of the season despite hitting the crossbar like three or four times herself, including two in a row right there. And then uh, McKaylee Call slots at home. Cougars are in second place in the WCC behind Santa Clara with five games to go. In fact, Cougars will play a non-conference game against Santa Clara Wednesday night. You just play the conference foe once. Yes. But BYU is going to play Santa Clara and Pepperdine twice, both non-conference. Yeah, and uh, I was actually just uh, upstairs talking with Greg Rubel. That Santa Clara match is going to be big, big time. Softball beat Southern Utah on Saturday 8-0 in a Mercy Rule shortened game at Gail Miller Field. Arissa Polson struck out 10 batters while Riley Jensen moved up to number three all-time in runs scored with her 191st and 192nd career runs. Congratulations to her. Cougars hosting Arizona State on Wednesday on the BYU TV app. And then Baylor for three on the weekend. Yeah. BYU also split with Boise State Friday. It was fun to be out at Miller Park for softball and baseball at the same time. Yeah, you could, you could hear the other side cheering. It was Foul fun. Foul balls yeah. coming over the uh, top yeah. there. It was great. <laughs> baseball lost in extras Friday 10-6 and 3-1 Saturday to drop the series with San Francisco at Santa Clara Thursday through Saturday. Senior gymnast Abby Minor Alder was named a second-team All-American on the floor by the Women's Collegiate Gymnastics Association. This is Abby's first All-America honor as a BYU Cougar. And good luck to the Cougs in West Virginia this weekend in the regionals. And last but not least, track and field Zach McCorder and Ashton Reiner smashed some school records at the Texas Relays over the weekend. McCorder cleared 5.7 meters in the pole vault for a school record by 10 centimeters. And Reiner broke the women's javelin record by more than 4 meters with a throw of 57-31. She's uh, BYU's Tiancom. The 25th best throw in college history. How about that? That's crazy, man. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Well, Friday went really well. Zach Wilson is going to be a multimillionaire soon enough, uh, as seen live on BYU TV and the NFL Network. It was a tremendous display by Wilson and the Cougars on Pro Day. But uh, the reaction's been incredible, Jason. Let's walk through some of this, starting with ESPN's Dan Orlovsky. I know it's pro day and all that. That's one of the sickest throws I've ever seen in my life, and I watched Stafford every day for three years, specifically referencing a spin to the right and roll to the left, throw off the back foot chuck of like 50 throw, yards. Throw against his body. To a Levahifo. Here's a look at it. It's... This was unbelievable. And on Twitter, as of I, had, I hadn't looked uh, Sunday, this had 3 million views as the NFL tweeted this video. Well, and I'll be honest with you. I was on the sideline, obviously, watching this. And when that throw was made, and I, I, I honestly, I felt like, and I'm not trying to be dramatic here, I kind of felt like I was watching history. Like, I, I was there for that throw. And, and it, it just blew up. And rightfully so. That, there are not many guys in the National Football League that can make that throw. Now, um, I forgot the name of, of the analyst, but someone tweeted uh, you know, a video of Sam Darnold making yes. a throw. It was like 25 yards. It wasn't a 50-yard. I think it was Lewis Riddick. It was Lewis Riddick, who was on Monday Night Football. 
His point is valid that, yes, there are others who make this throw. He did Sam Darnold on purpose yes. with, the, with the Jets. But are, are we making too much out of a throw? No, because it's a symbol. It's a symbol of what Zach can do at, at his zenith. And uh, the reaction continues. Trevor Lawrence, the <laughs> number one pick to the Jaguars, it's assumed, uh, quoted that and said, sheesh, <laughs> the respect among his peers, right? Johnny Manziel, ever heard of him? This is crazy talent right here. Um, and then Albert Breer, this is obscene. See, so, and that's just a taste. Yeah. Of some of the well, and I, look, I I put is it's awesome to hear all of the positive attention Zach gets and all of the comments, but it almost feels like it means more when it comes from his peers. Like mm-hmm. having Trevor Lawrence say "sheesh," yes, like that holds water. Like people yeah. can people for whatever reason you want to downplay it. That that's your thing. But if Trevor Lawrence, like, that get, that lends credibility if you maybe didn't think there was any. You thought maybe people were just trying to hype it up. When Trevor Lawrence says sheesh, that's, that says something. That does. That does. So are you surprised by the reaction to the throw and performance from Zach Wilson? Um, yes, a little bit. Um, I, I'm still amazed that this is happening to Zach. And it's almost like, like even though we know the history of BYU football – and especially at the quarterback position, like the, the attention he's getting is certainly deserved, but I'm still in amazement at just how much attention he's garnered, almost to the point like, did, did we enjoy Zach enough? I think it's a great point. <laughs> like, did, like, wait, like we knew he was really good, but now it's being taken to another level. Did we even realize at the time how good it was? And, and I brought this up uh, Friday with Spencer Zach had an elite senior season, but we didn't talk about it in the elite phrasing until probably the end when it was perhaps too late to enjoy it. I did enjoy watching Zach every, every week, but I didn't think it would be like this. I didn't think he was a top five pick. Like, what? Um, and you brought up this morning, did, did Zach go into the gymosphere uh, for the first time on Friday? The answer is yes. Yeah. He went into the gymosphere. Uh, Jimmer um, stayed there and has kind of stayed there. For a long time, right? Anytime Jimmer goes for 70, it's a thing on PTI still. Like Zach Wilson's By the way, I love that you every... say every time he does, he goes for 70. <laughs> and then multiple then times. And that happens yeah. multiple times. Yeah. What we saw on Friday was one of the biggest days in BYU football history. And I, I'm not trying to overstate it. I'm trying to state it. Because the attention that this program got, and specifically Zach Wilson, was unbelievable. We forgot spring football was even happening. We forgot the March Madness was even happening. Zach Wilson displaced March Madness for at least the morning <laughs> and afternoon, which is unbelievable. And, and the games didn't happen, right, until, until uh, you know, Saturday. But th- what we saw was an incredible display. And I said on Friday on the show, I said, I think what we saw today was that Zach will go no lower than three now. Yeah. And, That's, that is the basement for right. him. And it was unbelievable, too, because, Jason, you're in there. All of a sudden, we have the list of who's going to be in there. Yeah. John Lynch, the general manager for the 49ers, is on camera, and I go, that wasn't on the list. And then the trade happens that the Niners trade with the Dolphins from 12 up to 3, and it's like, oh, they either want Zach or Justin Fields. Because if Zach doesn't now get Now maybe Mac two, Jones is kind of the hot rumor if Zach obviously is not there at 3. Mac Jones screams back up to me. But, but, that's the rumor, know, I'm just but saying. But you know what I mean? Like, James Lark said something interesting as well, the former BYU quarterback. Zach Wilson's throwing at Pro Day was unreal. He showcased his unique talents perfectly. Looked like Aaron Rodgers out there. Urban Meyer should take his first big swing and draft Zach number one. Definitely a risk. Lawrence is safe, but Zach has huge upside. I agree complete with 
with this. I think that Zach uh, could go one, but he will go two. Right. Because Trevor is the like the shortest thing since Andrew Luck in the draft. Yeah, and look, and and it's that's not a look. You're not a consolation prize if you're Zach Wilson going number two. Like both of these quarterbacks are great and deserve both deserve to be number one. I, I will say this: I, I every day Zach Wilson is being talked about nationally. Just this morning. And we know how much Chris Sims loves Zach Wilson. He's been on the show. He loves him more than even we love yeah, him. Yeah, he, he's been fantastic. I was listening to the Dan Patrick show on my way in. Now, I missed the Chris Sims interview. Dan had him on this morning. But they were playing some, some clips. In, in the, the two minutes that I was listening to the clip from Chris Sims this morning, he mentioned him three or four times. Dan Patrick, during the 20 minutes I listened to on my drive in, mentioned him five or six times. This is, this is not just because of Pro Day. This is every day. It's unbelievable, the attention, and rightfully so, he has earned this attention, and I'm so happy for him, and he, he's, it's going to pay off literally for him in a month. Yeah, he's going to have a lot more money than you and I will ever make combined. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Zach Wilson, what a day, and you can catch uh, Pro Day, our two-hour special, on the BYU TV app and uh, BYUTV.org if you missed it. All right, topic number two. Besides Zach, and obviously got the, the bulk of the attention. There were other guys there? There were several other Cougars who impressed and honestly helped their pro prospects with really great pro days. And one was offensive tackle Brady Christensen. Did Brady Christensen do more for his stock in the upcoming NFL draft than Zach Wilson did for his? No, but Brady did a lot. He really did a lot. Brady had an amazing pro day to the point where, and, and as it was happening, I, I started to say this, and I saw this idea out there even more after, not because of me, but, but because it makes sense, um, that Brady was probably a day three guy, meaning rounds four through seven, but may have played himself and competed himself into a day two guy, a round two or three pick. I could see where Brady is a round three pick, perhaps. Now, someone I talked to uh, mentioned, hey, the arms were a little short. You want to be at 34 inches, he was at 32, maybe he's a guard in the league, whatever. We'll see where he fits best. But he crushed it, like, athletically. Uh, Honestly, the attention for Zach is overwhelming and hard to dismiss, and I'm not going to. But what Brady did as the number two guy in the draft for BYU was unbelievable. 30 on the bench, 34 vert. His 40 was 4.89. Like, sub-5 for an O-lineman is just really good, right? Um, he, He is a tremendous athlete. So I'm excited about that. Chris Wilcox as well. Yep. 4 3 1. You kidding me? 4 3 1. You're going to get a shot, maybe late round. That's uh, like Spencer Linton speed. Like, that's like Spencer Linton like, cut in half. And then uh, <laughs> you look at Micah Simon, 4 3 4. That was incredible. Troy Warner got hurt, by the way, on the bench, as, as yeah. you reported. And that was, that was uh, a bummer. Matt Bushman, I thought, did well also. Uh, didn't blow anybody away with it, but his. His number, uh, his hands are what are going to get him a chance. Look, I get where we're going with the question, and yes, I think Brady absolutely Im- improved his draft stock. And I said to you guys, I will be shocked. Look, and I'm not a, I'm not a draft analyst. I mean, I, I'm not pouring over hours of tape on all of these guys to where I know everything about them. I will be surprised if he is around in the fourth round. That's just my own personal opinion. Uh, but I, I can't ultimately say that he did more for Zach because Zach solidified himself Again, as the number two, at worst, the number three pick. And, and that's, even though I think he would have done it whether he did pro day or not, yeah. the fact that he solidified that and, and amplified the attention, I, I still have to give it to Zach. With one throw, which is incredible. One season and one throw. That's all it takes sometimes. Our question of the day, are you surprised by the reaction to Zach Wilson's pro day? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. 
This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. Dallin Milne on Instagram. This Who? is Dax's brother who Who? used to work here. Yes, we know Dallin. (laughs) Surprised? No, I was expecting this type of reaction and for Zach to showcase his expertise that the whole nation already knew he was capable of. The only thing that would surprise me is if one of the teams wasn't impressed by his pro day workout. Continued way on on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, coming up, head coach Kalani Satake on Pro Day Spring Football, and will he actually name a quarterback on this show? Probably not. I'm guessing it's no. Uh, And Zach Wilson himself, after Pro Day, talk to Jason Shepard. We'll play that for you for the first time on BYU TV here. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Taylan Ballard-Nixon and 15th-ranked BYU Women's Volleyball hosting Santa Clara tomorrow looking for their eighth straight win. Watch the match live tomorrow, 3 Eastern, on the BYU TV app. Same two teams Wednesday, time and TV uh, app as well as they go for a conference championship. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. On Friday, after he was done throwing, Zach Wilson refused to talk to anybody else. He says, I'm talking to Jason first. Just Jason. Okay, that did not happen. Uh, But he did come over, and we had a chat, and it was just a few minutes after he had wrapped up his big press conference with everybody, uh, and uh, here's that conversation. You've been preparing for a day like this your whole life. something completely written. Now that it was here, how did it live up to what you had hoped? Yeah, it was awesome. Super excited to be here. Uh, to just do it one more time with the boys. You know, really the, the mentality was like, let's just go in, let's have fun, let's just do what we do. Um, you know, definitely things we could have cleaned up, but we had a good time. How would you evaluate yourself based off of what you did today? Yeah, you know, too many balls on the ground. Uh, I'd say there were some good ones, some, some ones that jumped, uh, some ones that, you know, are probably good for coaches to see, um, but definitely some we could have cleaned up. Everything about this day is big. How... how... How did you personally handle knowing all of the eyes that were on you today? Yeah, really, it was, uh, it was just thinking back to the season. You know, that was the hard part. You know, playing uh, and with good teams, you know, competition, all that kind of stuff, is, uh, that was the hard part. That's really what, what coaches judge you off of. And so coming out here, it's really just showing them what you got. You know, they just want to see you uh, have, have the ball come off your hand, how it comes off, and uh, see it just jump. And so that's it. You know, we just had a good time. I don't know how much feedback you've been able to get since, but what was some of the immediate feedback, whether it was from John Beck or anybody that, that you had once you were done throwing? Yeah, solid day. Um, you know, of course, not everything's going to be perfect, but solid day. And, uh, you know, it gave coaches a little bit of, of uh, time back to the film of what we did this last year. I, I don't know if you were aware of this, but while you were going through your, your drills and everything today, the, the draft order changed a little bit in terms of teams. 49ers are now up at number three. So right now you have Jacksonville, you have New York, and you have San Francisco. All three teams have shown significant, or significant interest in you. From a fit standpoint, how do all of these teams up at the top fit for you? Well, shoot, I feel like they're all very similar in, in what they do. Um, and so I'd be pumped to go to any of them. You know, what a dream come true it is to even be in this situation. So uh, I'm happy with no matter what happens. How how'd your how'd your parents handle today? Yeah, they were good. They, they were, they're having a good time over here just watching and talking to the guys, you know. Were they more nervous than you? I'm sure they were, of course. So when you look at what today was like for you, now moving forward, what are the next, what's the next month look like for you as you get ready for the actual draft? Yeah, you know, chances are is I'm going to have to play in a game this year. So it's, it's treated like an offseason. Let's get to work. Let's start watching film. Uh, you know, let's prep like we've like we got to play a game soon. So 
Zach, congratulations on a great day. Appreciate the time. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. That was Zach Wilson after his uh, very impressive pro day performance on Friday. And look, he's got a month now. And look, his, his life has already changed. In, in a month, oh, yes. it, it's, it's, I can't even imagine being in a position that he is in and what that will be like when you hear your name from Roger Goodell that you've just been drafted into the National Football League. Just, I, I can't even fathom that. And second or third. Right. You know? and, and I don't see the Jaguars taking him first because... Pronounced Jaguars. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> nice. They, they sent Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator, but they did not send Urban Meyer or the general manager. Mm-hmm. So that told me a lot because you know who did? The Jets and Falcons and Niners because they traded up right. to three. Two, three, four, all sent... Somebody super important. Not saying Bevel's not important, but if you send a head coach, that means a lot, right? Lions were there. Uh, Patriot, by the way, Patriots and Cardinals only owe line coaches in the house. Granted, Michigan was going as well on Pro Day Friday, but uh, I, I think several uh, guys are going to get a good look from the offensive line as well. But really interesting to see who was there because let's be honest, that's probably the greatest Pro Day BYU yeah. could ever have. Maybe yeah. like. Will BYU have another quarterback in the top five at some point? That would be awesome, but uh, that's the top of the mountain yeah. right now. All right, uh, a little bit of breaking news here on BYU Sports Nation. Um, John Beck actually helped out Zach Wilson in the offseason. I don't know if anybody's heard that story. Uh, I, believe I heard Zach drove his Zach trip. drove 10 hours to see him. Uh, and I will be honest, I missed the opportunity to ask John Beck. I heard you guys talking after. Uh, when you saw, he if he drove, I really missed an opportunity <laughs> that I did not ask that question. But I caught up with John Beck uh, after... Uh, or, excuse me, uh, during the pro day on Friday, here's that conversation. All right, John, what do you remember from your pro day? Is this pretty reminiscent, this much attention and everything, right? No, it did not look like this. Uh, I've actually been talking and joking with a bunch of people saying, man, you guys remember our pro day back then? It was literally just like go from the weight room out to the practice field. The scouts came out, but there wasn't the lights, there wasn't the big screen, there wasn't all this type stuff. It was very different, but I like this setup much better. Uh, It's a really cool environment today. You know, you've gone through this. You've been in the NFL Give everybody an opportunity to, to know what, what opportunity comes from a day like today for these guys. Yeah, well, when you're a guy that the NFL is very aware of, uh, somebody that they've been scouting and are looking at taking high, it's, it, it's an opportunity for those teams, for those coaches to see you live. They kind of get to see you in a non-combine format where everything's scripted. You get to make your own script. You get to come out and show the things that you want to show with the guys you played with. If you're a guy that maybe is not on the NFL radar, but you still have the talent and ability, it's an opportunity for you to come in in front of them, show what you have. A lot of guys can kind of like make a name for themselves at a day like this, where you know you just saw Chris Wilcox run a 4-3-7. People go, wait a second, we might need to go back and study up a little bit more on this guy because he's got great length because of these things. So I've seen both, both situations, guys that the NFL is, okay, great, this guy's a top pick, but I want to see him live and guys that are really starting to make a name for themselves because of a day like today. I don't, I don't know if the camera's picking this up, but it's, it's ironic that Zach Wilson is literally walking behind us right now because that's actually what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> you obviously know him very well. You've been part of his training and a very close relationship with Zach. Why do you believe he will be a great NFL quarterback? Uh, there's a lot of reasons of why Zach's going to be a great NFL quarterback. He's a phenomenal talent. But it's also just the way that he approaches everything um, in, in regards to the game. He's a very prepared person. He loves the game of football. What's up? What up, homie? How are you, man? Sorry, guys. That's what happens when you go live. That's what happens when you go live. Um, Fui Valkapuna right there. Uh, but 
the way that he approaches the game from a mental standpoint, from a training standpoint, so many things are geared towards his, de- his desire to become great. And when you have that mental makeup, plus all the physical tools, plus the right people around him. He's had great coaches here at BYU that have prepped him well for the next level. He's had an opportunity to be with us at 3DQB out in California. That's going to prepare him well. It, it's all of those things. It's just I see so many markers of things that I can point to and say, this right here is going to be a reason why Zach can do great things at the next level. Now it's the part that's out of his control. It's who picks him, what team, what situation, what coaching staff, what players around him. It's that other factor that, like, there's no guarantees. But he, 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 for himself, he's doing all the right things. What's the system in the pros that you think will fit him best? Well, all the teams that are really high on him right now actually all run the same system. And it's all the system that I think would fit him best. It's this, you know, stems off of Mike Shanahan. It's that tree that falls off of him. It's Kyle Shanahan. It's, it's Matt LaFleur. And then the people that have gone underneath them. It's just... It's where his ability to make plays out on the edge is really key. His ability to drive a ball downfield off play action is really important. And then also to be able to move off the spot and, do, and kind of deliver quick, accurate throws. Zach does a great job of analyzing the defense pre and post snap. And in those offenses, you have to be able to kind of go through your progressions quickly, but knowing exactly why you're progressing through it. And Zach's brain just works that way. Um, it's how he's approached all the stuff he's done here at BYU, and it's going to translate well to the next level. Comparisons are usually not fair to anybody, but Zach has been compared to some of the greats, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. What do you make of those comparisons? They're fair because he flashes those same type of things. Um, I can remember the player that Aaron was in, in college because I watched Aaron a lot, and the guy that he is now is different from that Aaron. Uh, he's really adapted his game to take it to just an amazing level to the next level. And so... I watch Zach. Zach's watching those guys now. He's watching the Mahomes. He's watching Aaron. He's patterning his game after the way those guys are playing now. The quarterback position's evolved, but I think it's fair because if you look at college football right now and you just say what quarterback looked the most like those guys, hands down, it's Zach. What's the biggest question mark people have asked you about Zach? What, what's, the, what's the question you get asked more than anything, you think? Uh... I don't know. It's funny because I talk to so many people. They all ask different things, right? If it's scouts, they, they ask like measurables. You know, how, like how tall is he? What does he weigh? What's his shoulder width? What type of frame does he have? Where does he carry his weight? Like it's all the things that they have to write down. But when I talk to the coaching side of things, you know, hey, what ball is his best ball? Like how does he deliver these throws? Can he process this? Uh, how much did he have to handle in college? A lot of them ask me questions about, okay, like take me to their offense. Well, like, what were his reads and what was he doing at the line of scrimmage? They want to know the football IQ level. Um, and the great part about Zach is on all those questions, all things come out positive, right? All the things that I say to those teams, it's all things that I know that they really value because, like, like I said before, Zach really does do all the right things. So Spencer and Jerem are back at the studio at BYU TV. Do you have any, any comments, any thoughts you would like to pass along to those two? No, just really wondering when Dennis Pitt and I are going to get our <laughs> opportunity to run the show. I've really been wondering that for years. And uh, it's getting to that point now where I've been back on campus a few times now, fellas. When is it going to be me and Dennis running the show? All right. I think I know what Jerem is going to say to this <laughs> immediately. John, great stuff. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. So, uh, Jerem, uh, comments for John Beck's final comment? Uh, I'm fine with John. I have no issue with John. I love John. He's great. But uh, Dennis, there's no time for him. I'm sorry. John was on today. You know who wasn't? (laughs) And it's better. Yeah, great insight into, uh, you know, what's gone into this with Zach Wilson. And and fun to see John Beck in this whole process. Could have been random quarterback guy. It's John Beck. We know and love John Beck. Can we talk about guys that that, uh, boosted their stock a little? How about John Beck? John Beck's already high in the quarterback. <laughs> you better believe he is. Yes. Guys, and he's making a lot of good coins. So uh, John's 
John's a happy camper. Right? Yeah, I, I, I enjoy. I enjoyed all the interviews. I certainly enjoyed talking with uh, with John Beck. All right, coming up, did Zach Wilson have his Jimmer Twitter moment? And head coach of the BYU Cougars, Kalani Sitake, on pro day. Zach Wilson, and oh by the way, spring ball ended Friday. We'll talk about how that went. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Catch the latest BYUSN right now with Kiki Solano. It's BYU Sports with a social media twist. Catch the latest episodes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Let's go over to the uh, student-athlete building. Kalani Sitake now joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. And Kalani, uh, we were talking about just how amazing Friday was. Oh, by the way, spring ball ended. We'll get to that. But first, uh, just what a day for BYU football, and Zach Wilson made uh, massive headlines. Brady Christensen crushed it. Chris Wilcox ran a 4-3-1. I mean, this was a great day for BYU football. Yeah, good opportunity for all those guys to um, get an you know, just to get in front of the, the, the scouts and the coaches and some GMs that were in attendance. And so uh, I think uh, a lot of the guys did really well for themselves and, and will have shots at the next level. So... Uh, you know, I've been saying it for a while now that we want to get our team uh, NFL ready, and, and uh, those guys didn't let us down. So I'm glad they were able to perform really well and get some really good times. What did you make of, of Zach's performance specifically? And obviously the one throw has gone viral. Everybody in NFL circles, celebrities talking about what Zach did. What, what did you make of that day for him? Well, I mean, he just did everything that we already been seeing for the last three years, you know. So uh, those difficult throws and, and those creative throws, uh, we, we've seen them every day. And so I, th- I think for a lot of his teammates that were watching, it wasn't anything new. But I know talking to him right after, he, he wished he would have done better. And that's just because he's always evaluating his performance and always wants to get better. And and uh, that's that's exactly what I expected from him when I spoke to him after he performed and after he threw. And the pace that he was throwing the ball was ridiculous. He was going really fast. I think there was a, a method to, to the whole whole thing. He was trying to throw and try to show how strong his arm is. And uh, even in times when he was tired, the arm would still uh, be able to throw the ball, you know, over 60 yards with, with ease. At what point last year, Kalani, did you realize, wow, this is a special quarterback season specifically from Zach? Uh, when everybody was complaining about me uh, taking him out so early and not <laughs> allowing him to chance to win the Heisman, I guess that was when you, you realize it. But we, A Rod's been talking about uh, Zach for a long time. We 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 love all our players, but uh, we can tell when we have really good talent. And and right now the the team's full of talent in so many different positions. I mean, we had three amazing old linemen perform, and Brady gets a lot of the attention, but. You can't forget about Tristan and what he did in Chandon. Those guys did, did a great job. And, I mean, Kavika Fanua ran well. And I, I'm looking at all the names, Zach. I, I'm, Zach was, wasn't the only one, but Dax did well. Zane Anderson. Matt Bushman was out running routes, and it looked really smooth, and he was big. He weighed, weighed 245 pounds. Um, Isaiah Kofusi looked smooth, and Kyrus lost some weight, but was still a beefy 325 and, and, and ran a five flat, which is a great time for a man that size. And, you know, Chris Wilcox, you mentioned he was at amazing speed. I know I'm forgetting some people, but um, 
you know, for the most part, I was happy to see those guys perform. And then even some of the guys from the year before didn't have a pro day. And so seeing, um, you know, Micah Simon run a 4-3 and, um, you know, Austin Lee perform and, and Aleva Hifo, Bo Tanner, Isaiah Armstrong came back. And we allowed him to work in our pro day because he's always a cougar. And, um, you know, so Bachelor Johnson, those guys, they, they all performed. We had 20 guys out there doing their thing. And and um, just really excited to see what they can do when they get on teams. Certainly was a great day for everyone. I want to rewind back to a moment in time that changed uh, your life, Zach's life, and BYU football as a program. It's uh, 2017, obviously a season that uh, didn't go as anyone wanted. You had to make an uncomfortable decision. Ty Detmer is fired as the offensive coordinator. At that point, you don't have Zadok Dinkelman as a committed quarterback, and you pursue Zach Wilson. What went into the decision when you bring in Jeff Grimes to go, yes, we do want to go get this kid out of Corner Canyon who just decommitted from Boise State? How did that decision happen? Because certainly that decision, Kalani, was the best decision perhaps you've made as the head coach at BYU. Well, a lot of it came down to um, you, we needed more quarterbacks here. And then uh, nothing against Tanner Mangum, but we needed some competition. And so uh, I, I will always try to get as many quarterbacks that can, that can help us win games as possible. And, um, you know, we have a bunch of them on the roster right now. So, um, you know, the I, the thought was, okay, we, we're going to make a change. And now it's a – that was difficult, you know, all friends of mine and former players. And now the, the, the decision had to be which quarterback to put all your efforts into. And, um, you know, talking to – during the time, I mean, we still had, didn't, had, didn't have official um, hires yet. But um, talking to, to Fessy and A-Rod especially, we, I knew I wanted them on staff. And the question was, okay, who's the best quarterback out there? And we all agreed that we should try our best to get Zach Wilson here. Even though he was committed to Boise for a while, uh, it was just give it a shot and see what happens. And, and um, you know, fortunately for us, we, he was able to say yes. And uh, you know, we we got that family on board, and, and the rest is history, and still continue to be history with the Wilson family. Kalani, and I asked you a, a similar version of this question on Friday, but I, I just I think it's so important. Uh, with everything we saw and the attention that was on BYU, not just Friday, but has been on BYU for a while now, how does the program take advantage of it? And I don't know if maybe take advantage is not the right word or the right term, but how, how, how do you use this to the program's advantage? And what, does, what, what people are seeing right now with the program, what does this say to you know, guys that want to come here that do have aspirations of playing in the National Football League? I think we just stay the course on what we're doing with developing our players, uh, the type of talent that we're bringing to the system, and then um, spending time and, and giving a lot of belief in, the, in their abilities. And then you develop them and, and you know, um, you get take guys that, that some people may may not see the potential in them right away. And, um, you know, we, we, we have a, a, a staff full of return missionaries, so we know how the missionary program works and how it can be um, – difficult to return from your mission and see how, how, how long it takes. And then we know how a body can change after a mission. We have a lot of former players that are here that, that know what it's like to come out of high school and enter college. And so with that focus on bringing young men that are focused on being here on this team and, and trying to live the mission of our, of our program and our school, uh, I think, you know, we just keep staying the course and, and finding individuals that will fit that profile. I've been saying for a while now that we have, 
NFL talent on the team. They're just really young. When I started mentioning it, and they, they needed some more development. We still have a lot of NFL te- uh, talent on this team. Uh, they're young, and a lot of them will be ready. Uh, next year, you'll you'll have another a group of young men that, that will get drafted, and, and after that, and after that. And, you know, I, it's my job to help them achieve their dreams. And uh, I think if we focus on that, and uh, they'll do some great things in the NFL, but also they'll do some great things in, com- in the community when they graduate and leave from here. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into in, into developing these young men, and it's not just the physical part of it. It's everything that's included that only BYU can provide. We're talking to head coach Kalani Satake of BYU Football here on BYU Sports Nation. You mentioned uh, a lot of the names of the guys who did really well. Let's talk about Brady Christensen for a second, Kalani. We knew that he was a talent, perhaps uh, you know, under-evaluated. I think correctly evaluated after he put up some tremendous numbers, perhaps maybe even climbing into the second or third round. What did you think of his performance, which was very impressive? Yeah, really impressive. And he set the record for the broad jump for all O-linemen, and I think he beat it by a few inches. So, uh, you know, he, he's, he has tons of explosiveness. And he was undersized coming out of high school, and, and – and, a lot of the guys that we have at O-Line are, are, were undersized, but you can, it shows when you're dedicated and you work really hard. And, um, and you know, he's a multi-sport athlete, and so we took a, a guy with with a lot of size and ability and potential, and, and he did the rest, you know. So I, I think that there's a lot of guys in, in this program that are just like that, that fit that profile, and, and maybe they don't have a lot of the stars right away because the, no one sees into the potential. So... Recruiting-wise, we want to get the best players here. Don't get me wrong with that. But we also want to get the best potential in, in a young man. And, and it could be athletic potential, but also talking about everything included. It's, 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 it's the spiritual part of it. It's the physical. It's the mental. We want to make sure that this person, whoever we recruit and whoever we bring to the program, that we maximize his potential. And that usually takes hard work and effort and, and someone that's really dedicated and, and comfortable being comfortable being uncomfortable in, in the in the situation that we have here at BYU. It's going to take a lot of work and a lot of dedication and sacrifice. And if you do that, the rewards will come. Kalani, let's uh, let's push ahead to spring football because oh yeah, that was also going on. It came to uh, to a conclusion on Friday. How would you evaluate uh, all of the spring practices now that you can kind of look back at all of them as a whole? And did you get done what you had hoped to get done? Yeah, we did. I, I thought that um, the the great part of spring ball was everyone got really, really good. And if I'm just talking about the quarterbacks, we were hoping to get some separation there. And what we saw is everyone elevated their game. And so uh, we're going to keep it keep it rolling and keep this competition going. And then if we're looking at all the other positions, I, I saw a lot of people just get really connected to their coaches and and to the scheme, and, and you saw veterans really start to own their position and own the defense or own the offense, whichever side they played on. And uh, I'm just really excited about about where this is going to take us. And I know these guys work really hard during the off season, during the uh, the time off that they're that they're required to get, to get to have, and then during the time, the mandatory time that we bring them in and, and work during the summer. So uh, this is going to be really good. Uh, we had ten more practices this year than we had last year, and for the most part, we stayed healthy. 159 days until the Las Vegas kickoff classic against Arizona with the quarterbacks. Did you come up with a pecking order at all uh, or will that continue to go through the summer and then into fall camp? We're going to evaluate a little bit more uh, this week as, as coaches and uh, I'll spend some time with, with a rod and Fessy and, and look at the, the little, a lot of the details that, 
uh, we saw from the 15 practices and then kind of figure it out from there. But for now, we're going to hold, hold tight and, and, um, and give, I think we're going to give it the respect it deserves and, and make sure that we watch and evaluate everything, all the decision-making who, and you have to factor who is the, who are the receivers that they were thrown to and who are the, the, you know, old linemen that were protecting for them. So I think we, in order to give it a fair assessment, we have to be able to do it a little bit, give it a little bit more time. You mentioned a second ago some of the other position battles. Obviously, besides quarterback, what are some of the other position battles that maybe aren't getting the attention that the one at quarterback is getting? What, what are some of those other position battles that you're paying attention to that maybe uh, are starting to ramp up uh, now, that, uh, now that spring's done? I think all of them are, are position battles. But, I, I mean, if you, the thing that comes off my head right away is D-line. Uh, we have so many different personnel groups that – um, you know, require a three-man front and a four-man front, and so uh, those guys competing for starting spots—it's—it's it's, a—it's a—it's a, a tough deal to go through. But I'm glad that we have a lot of players. So if, if your depth chart's not completely solidified by the end of spring, that's usually a good sign, meaning that you have uh, really good players there, or it's a really bad sign, meaning you don't have good players. So I, <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm looking at it and saying that I, I really feel good about the personnel that's on the team and uh, the difficult decisions that they're putting the coaches through. And uh, that's, a, that's a really good place to be, that we have a lot of good players to work with. Well, it's certainly exciting with uh, everything that happened on Pro Day and, of course, spring ball. And now you get to uh, get ready for summer, spring and summer conditioning. Kalani, we appreciate the time, and best of luck with everything. Thanks, guys. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Kalani Stocky, the head coach of the BYU Cougars on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. He is right. He has said we have NFL talent. Yep. It hasn't necessarily shown up in the draft. It has in free agency. Obviously, Fred Warner is the biggest name so far from the Satake era, who became an All-Pro last year. Zach Wilson is going to be a top-five pick. And he says there are guys on the roster now that are NFL caliber. So it took five years to get to this point. Sometimes it takes a second to develop a program. Well, and, and Kalani is not the only person that has said that. I, I heard this several times on Friday from a lot of different people that next year's they're gonna, there's going to be a lot of talent that will be in line for NFL jobs next year as well. So this, this is exactly what they set out to do when they came here. Obviously win games, but also put themselves in a position to have this type of talent circulate in and out of the program year in and year out. And those are connected. Yep, absolutely. Coming up, a sibling rising shout-out. And UCLA to the Elite Eight. Uh, do we feel better about BYU's March Madness situation because of that? This is BYU Sports Nation. It's all about how we feel. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Russell Polson, BYU softball, hosting 14th-ranked Arizona State on Wednesday. Watch the game, 7 Eastern, on the BYU TV application. It was fun. What? It's the Brigham Young University television application. Please don't call that ever again. Uh, <laughs> he is uh, Jason stuck in 1995. I'm S. Doss, <laughs> and I am Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! Good whip round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. All right, Jaron, we've already talked about the big names commenting on Zach Wilson's Pro Day, and Des Bryant joined in on the fun. 
Is Des Bryant tweeting about Zach Wilson the equivalent of Kevin Durant tweeting about Jimmer back in the day? Sorry, is Des Bryant still, uh, you know, he's barely in the league last year. He played a couple of games for the Ravens, right? Yeah. No! By the way, not. he said, he just he he just playing football and I love it, is what is what he said. Yeah, uh, Des Bryant, maybe if he's in the hay, middle of his heyday with the Cowboys, maybe, maybe, but yeah. uh, no, it's him. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. Des Bryant, as great as he was, does not hold the same cachet now as he did. This is if Aaron Rodgers tweeted it, okay? That or Patrick Mahomes. Yes. If one of them, so LeBron, One is clearly KD, better than the other, but yeah. that's fine. Yes, I go A-Rod and then, no, just kidding, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. If Aaron Rodgers did that, <laughs> yes. Okay, after letting Larry Kruskoviak go, Utah announces the hiring of former Utah State head coach Craig Smith. What does that mean for BYU and the rivalry? I, I do like the hire. Um, I will say I'm glad it was not Alex Jensen or Johnny Bryant. Um, but I, I do like the hire. assistance. Yes. I, I do like the hire of Craig Smith. What it means for BYU, I, I don't know. BYU's had success against Utah State. So now, obviously, you're talking and, about a different. Utah. You're talking about a different talent pool that, that Craig Smith can now pull from yes. to Utah versus Utah State. But BYU's had success against Craig Smith coach teams. I don't like it, and here's why. Craig Smith is a very, very, very good coach. He's very good. Very so good. I don't like it because I want Utah to lose and lose to BYU. And uh, Utah's going to be good, man. Utah's going to be good with him. Craig Smith made the tourney every year, would have made it in the pandemic, but he won the, t- like, upset San Diego yeah. State a couple of times. No, he's a great coach. He's it's really absolutely. good. Absolutely. And it's going to be too friendly with Mark Pope. I wanted some, <laughs> uh, you know, a cantankerous relationship. All right. It took overtime, but UCLA defeated Alabama to reach the Elite Eight. Does the Bruins making the Elite Eight make you feel better about BYU's loss in the first round? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I still feel sad about it. But good for the Bruins. Good job. It's a resounding yes for me. It does make really? me feel better. You feel better? Look, look, like, nothing's going to take away the fact You're that BYU the lost. Got, hey, let's hang a banner. No. We lost to the team but, that went to the but, Elite look, Eight. Look, when you lose, that's all you have. Okay? That's true. So, yes, it does make me feel a little better. Glad you feel better. Yeah. Moral victory. <laughs> yes. And by the way, I had to watch that game in L.A., by the way. That was after BYU played LMU in Los yeah. Angeles. So I was watching that game in my hotel room in Los Angeles. What an incredible experience. <laughs> so coming up, our elite voice of the day. And sisters go yard and shoes to those who need it. And, and uh, crossbar love, what? In today's rise and shoutouts, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation is always on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. You can always download the podcast. All you need to do, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget, while you're there, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. We love the high marks. Yes, we do. Our question of the day, are you surprised by the reaction to Zach Wilson's Pro Day at 86WICoog? Um, No. We all knew what he could do, and it's all over his film. If people were surprised and they've been living in a cave, the good thing is this was the first time NFL personnel could see Zach live. Look, there's somebody I, that I, came I, out of a cave that watched Zach like, and was like, uh? what? And, yeah. Well done. And it was Wilson from Home Improvement. And it was the guy from the Geico commercial. It was the, the No, ca- it was Wilson from Home Improvement. Well, but... No, yeah. it was Tim Allen. Tim Allen was the one he that was made the, guy the that sound. That, yes. Maybe Wilson peered over the fence and was like, hello, neighbor. Russell Wilson? Yes. Stop. Don't bring him up right He's gonna now. He's going to be traded. You know he is. I was surprised by the reaction. I, Of course, we all watched Zach and knew he was awesome, but I did not expect, and I just checked, 3.6 million views on a single throw from Zach. You're telling me you expected almost 4 million views? 
from a single throw of Zach? I'm surprised by that. I, if you had asked everybody pre, okay, will Johnny Manziel, Des Bryant, and Trevor Lawrence comment on something that Zach did today? Yeah. The answer probably would have been like, probably not. But they did. It would, the, the reaction was, to me, just unbelievable. I still go back to the fact that I'm not sure we even recognized how great he was in the moment. Right, it's hard like, to like, know. Like, I feel like, we, I feel like we, we, yeah. we lost an opportunity to get even more excited about what we saw now. Well, I'd rather go up than, than down. <laughs> right, that, right, right. Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Daniel Araujo. Hoffa? On Facebook. Seemed as relaxed and poised as where he left us, so no surprises. Yeah, he, he performed like he normally does. Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Cool moment on Friday afternoon on the softball diamond for BYU. Emily Erickson, who used to be a production assistant here, goes yard, two-run bomb, over the fence. That was cool, right? Then her sister Kaylee, two batters later, homers as well in the same inning, which was super cool. So congratulations to the sisters, the uh, the home run sisters yeah. of Emily and Kaylee Erickson. Very cool story. And then our guy Daniel, uh, Time Out for Africa, tweeted this a video of him talking about getting shoes from Gideon George and BYU, and you see that impact that Gideon's having. And our guy Daniel, and there was another video they put out, maybe it was Daniel, I can't remember, of a kid saying, I'm the next Gideon George and showing off his moves. Just having a massive impact in Africa is so cool. Uh, That is such an amazing story. What a great job by Gideon George. And the last Rise and Shadow is going to go to the crossbar at Southfield for the BYU women's soccer versus Gonzaga match, which, by the way, BYU won 4-0. But there were six shots that were (laughs) stopped by the crossbar. Six? Six shots. We're showing them to you right now. Great day for the crossbar at Southfield. Now, this is hard enough to do, you know, (laughs) on on purpose, let alone on accident. Um, So (laughs) what a a day at Southfield. (laughs) What a weekend, man. Just a lot of wins for BYU, which is great. Not everyone did, but uh, tremendous athleticism and effort. Uh, Pretty awesome. Our thanks to today's guests, Kalani Satake, John Beck, and Zach Wilson. And the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We had time for three guests. You were not one of them. Do we want to break some news on that? No. Shout out to Summer Tobias. No. See you tomorrow for more BYUSN, not featuring Dennis. <laughs> Until so next mean. Week.